Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Albasti Ecruel Dubai. First up in the hot seat alongside me is a man whose name comes steeped with history. Uh, but it is spelt slightly differently. He's had a great season so far. It is Kieran Fallon, young Kieran Fallon. I was going to say Kieran, Kieran Fallon Jr., which is what you call yourself on Twitter. But then that feels not quite right because, of course, your, your first names are spelt differently. Yeah, no, like I put it on uh, Twitter just so it covers all aspects, you know, so no one gets confused and that. So it's just a little thing, isn't it, you know? And just to confirm... Kieran Cena is in the building. He, he very kindly drove you in this morning. He drove you to, to Haydock. He's putting in the hard yards with you, isn't he? Yeah, look, he probably thought all the driving was over, but no, he looks after me well, you know. He takes me most, to most meetings I ride at him, helps me with all the tracks. If it's my first time riding a track, he'll definitely come and walk the track with me, you know, and we'll look at the races and we'll see what the best thing is to do. Obviously, you've got to listen to the instructions, what the trainer gives you, but then obviously my dad will give me a little advice and tips about how to ride the track and um, you know it's it's paid off so far I had a chat with him at Haydock about just that actually when when I was going to this was back on Thursday and I said yeah it'd be great to get get Kieran on, on the show is it something you think he'd, he'd, he'd want to do if I go and have a chat with him he was like yeah he loves it I wouldn't have done he loves it <laughs> you, you, you do seem to you do seem to be open to doing this sort of thing perhaps more so than plenty in the press would have expected your dad to for example yeah no obviously the first few times I was a bit nervous and I was a bit like mm, but now I'm just getting used to it and I do enjoy it and it, it, it's good for the sport it's good for young jockeys and especially apprentices you know just to get themselves out there a bit more and I think it, it, it's very good to you know get yourself you know seen and shown on the racing stage and I think that it's, it's paying off for me a bit at the minute so hopefully it can carry on well it's paying off for you as well because you're riding so well and, and, and you and Sean we like to ever play these things in the press, don't we? But it adds a bit of spice to the season. We've got a, a very good outright jockeys championship at the moment and we've got a good apprentice jockey championship between you and Sean as well. I think we'll come to that, but just take me back if you can, Kieran, for you, because there was a recent Racing Post article um, which was very informative about you. And I think one of the, the main things I was surprised to read about that was when you actually first got on a thoroughbred racehorse because you'd... you'd You'd half expect, given your background, that you've been riding horses since you since you could walk, but that's not been the case. No, obviously, uh, my mum and dad split up when I was younger, so that brought me up up to Wigan with my mother, and um, there's nothing about horses up there at all. So I was kind of away, but then obviously I'd watch my dad on TV, and I kind of, and then eventually one day I woke up one Sunday morning and I just rang my dad to say, "Look, I want to be a jockey." So then I come down to Newmarket. What? Sorry, what was the response to that? He kind of just laughed. He was kind of in shock, really, because he didn't really expect it. But I think it was a, a bit—it was a relief kind of thing as well, you know. Because I think he always wanted me to be a jockey, but he never forced it upon me or ever speak to me about it. So um, you know, I gave him a call and I come down and I sat on—I um, don't know what type of horse it was, but it wasn't a thoroughbred or anything. It was one of Adam Kirby's, and you know, after that I went to the racing school and then I went into William Haggis's uh, about just over two and a half, two and a half years ago now, I think, and then. I was sat on the, the hack for the first few weeks and then eventually put me on a, a racehorse and, you know, he looked after me really well and he, he started me off easy, put me on nice easy rides and then just slowly progressed me onto the more difficult ones and then started putting me on gallopers. This is, and, this is William Haggis? Yeah. Everything I've done, I've come out of the race school, it's all been with uh, Mr Haggis, you know, he's he's looked after me so well and I can't thank him enough for everything he's done for me, the, you know, these three years um, He's the one who's actually got me to the, the stage I'm at now. He's got me to 
you know, gaining confidence because I think it's a confidence thing as well. As and I think if you start off and you're falling off, I think you get knocked and you don't really want to do it. But he looked after me and put me on the nicer horses, and then he just progressed me through there. I mean, there, there must be some serious natural ability there, and, and and obviously I suppose that there would be. But natural horsemanship to be able to in, in three years, really, from from going to to the racing school to riding in a yard like William Haggis's to now challenging for an, an apprentice title. You know, there must be an element of, of, of I'm sure you've worked incredibly hard and put everything you can into it, but you, you must have felt an, an, a natural sort of connection with the horse initially, no? Yeah, it, it's funny because, like, I don't know, I just get, I, I have, when I sit on a horse, I just find myself comfortable and I, just, I don't get a feeling I do when I sit on a horse. Like, when I used to play football and rugby, I used to get such an adrenaline and I, and I did love it, but not, not, not a feeling I get when I sit on a horse. It's, I don't know, it's strange, but I get some good connection, good feeling, and I just I feel like I can, I can, you know, understand the horse. You know, I think that would be the, the main thing, you know, getting a good connection with the horse for the 30 seconds you have before you actually race ride. And I think if you, you know build that little bit of a relationship and connection with the horse before the race, I think that, you know, you can just get a little bit more out of them. As a a sixteen year old guy when when horse racing wasn't how old are you now, Kieran? At twenty. So so just before perhaps you make that that decision to that you want to go and be a jockey, what were the other options? You're quite a keen sportsman, you're quite a good sportsman? Yeah, look I, everything I've been doing is all in sport. I've never been academically good or anything like that. So, you know, I played football academies and I went I went to college and, you know, I used to run for North Wales and, you know, it was always something to do with sport. I knew I was going to go down the sporting route, but I didn't know quite what I wanted to do yet. And then, um, you know, I was lucky to be able to get into the racing school and, you know, progress through that way and we're, we're here today. Did you feel a bit of pressure at the racing school? Because I can imagine lots of people your age are in there, but perhaps with your name, I'm sure comes a, a little bit of pressure, a little bit of um, added added weight on your shoulders, perhaps, whether you feel it or not, I don't know, but people looking at you going, well, he has to be good because... D- did you feel that, perhaps, even though you were in the same boat as many of them and you had to say, look, I'm, I'm, I've not been around horses, this is as new for me as it is for you? No, I think because when I wasn't in the racing you know, world type of thing, I was just an outsider and I didn't actually realise how good my dad was because I was just watching the racing as it was and I know he, he rode a few winners and that but I didn't see him <laughs> did, yeah. I didn't see him as, as good as he was so when I went to the racing school I just known him as another jockey so to me I didn't feel like there was any pressure because I didn't know how good he actually was but now obviously understanding it all and knowing what he's achieved I do understand how good he actually was but I still don't find any pressure because like I said before when I sit on the horse I just just connect with the horse it's me and the horse and I just get on with my job so is it something you've now got pleasure in Kieran going back and actually looking at, at, at what your, your dad did and what he achieved in the saddle and I suppose with a different perspective of it you can actually go back and watch and, and perhaps learn and understand exactly what he was doing at a certain time yeah definitely I, I, I must have watched all these rides on YouTube a thousand times, you know, especially at Epsom. The first ever time I rode at Epsom, I must have watched that clip non-stop from when I left home to the track, you know, and I I get some buzz just watching it because when I finally rode at Epsom, I could actually understand the, the buzz coming down. Which one which, what, which we're we talking here? Uh, Chris King or...? Um, yeah, Chris King in the derby and, oh, just as soon as when I rode a winner, I, I kind of I got my two phones and I kind of watched and tried to... You know, see the similarities, but now it's some feeling there. Yeah. Um, when you, if you allow yourself to to think ahead, I don't know if you do because it's all come around quite quickly for you. But you know, do you do you have 
aspirations of of going on and you know, obviously the apprentice championship is this year but then you, you you really want to 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 be champion jockey and those sort of things in your mind or are you just taking it a day as it comes or a year as it comes and just and, and still sort of finding your feet in the industry yeah look i think um you know in the position i am in now um i don't see why i can't go and you know try and be champion apprentice but the, from when I first started off, I spoke to my boss and my agent, and the, you know, the year was to try and ride all the racetracks, learn all the racetracks, and ride for every all the different trainers, meet owners, and just build on connections. You know, for the following years in the future, because I feel like it's yeah, it's all good going for champion apprentice, but I've only been this is my first season riding, and you only get a claim once, so I, we, we wanted to look after the claim, learn all the tracks get connections and then you know for next year then you can you can kind of see where you're at and um, but no we're in a position where I've ridden for a lot of trainers owners built a lot of connections and um, you know I've read a few winners this season and hopefully it continues at what point this season did the the the, the apprentice title become a a sort of realistic possibility because I think it's fair to say that you and Sean have, have it's been a, a different start to the season for you there was a, a lot of talk at the start of the season about Sean being a likely winner of the apprentice title and perhaps it wasn't having only ridden a few winners for you coming into this year on your agenda as much as it was for him but it, it seems to have developed quite quickly at what point did it become a, perhaps a decision where you and your agent sat down and said look we maybe we should make a go at this yeah I think it, it was last month you know I, I had a real good month I rode 16 winners you know I got a, I had a treble a few doubles and then it just put me, put me just one behind him, and we kind of had a look at things, you know, and and seeing how close we actually was. So, you know, we spoke to Mr. Haggis and you know, uh, my agent, and we kind of just discussed things and just said, look, we'll take it as it comes, and you know, we won't change anything. And if I am, then it's a bonus, you know. What's been the highlight this season for you so far, Kieran? I think riding uh, at uh, Glorious Goodwood, you know, especially riding the winner there, you know, that has been a real highlight for me this year. For Saeed? Yes, yeah, Saeed, and obviously riding at Royal Ascot, you know, on Raucus, um, and then again at Glorious Goodwood on Raucus again, finishing third, you know, he, he's been a real good horse to me this year. What I, the, was it the, it was the last race of the Catacolor yeah. Festival you won, wasn't it? Yeah. For, for Saeed. What's that? I mean, is, is that another pinch yourself moment where you go, God, how's the, this season? Here I am at, at, at Glorious Goodwood riding a winner. Was, was, you know, again at the start of this season, could you have ever felt that was a, that was likely on your agenda? No, definitely not. You know, I was, uh, I was very lucky to get a ride. Um, you know, and it's all coming quite quick. But you know, I'm taking everything in, and you know, we're, we're learning, and that's the main thing. And hopefully, we can keep getting these rides, and uh, long may it continue. Did you expect to win? Um, it was it was a hard one, you know. There's there, there's a lot of good horses in it, and it's it, apprentice races are always quite a bit messy with big fields like that. And it's not, I wouldn't say it's the easiest track to ride, you know. Um, and we were slow away, and it put me into a position where I didn't really want to be. But I was kind of happy when they went off at such a good gallop, you know. I kind of sat in and got the horse to relax and find his stride. And when we come down that hill, I could see the horses. They, they, they were. They, I knew they were going quite quick because I went to Australia. I learnt my times, and I knew I was comfortable, and my horse was comfortable in the, in the way that he was travelling. And you know, I just let him free roll down the hill, and I just picked him up, and he, he went away, and he, he won the race pretty well. There was no, there no fist pumping, no, no, no arm waving or anything at no. the end. It was quite cool and calm yeah. and collected at the end. Yeah, no, just pat the horse. You know, it's just yeah, just one of them. I don't know. I don't. You don't, you don't, no. you don't give it large when you no, cross the line. Definitely not. No, my my dad never did it either, so I wouldn't say it's a bad thing. 
Have you, I mean, just talking to you out there, we were talking about the Arlington Million and, and about Magic Wand who finished second in there, and, and you, you were there, you were saying, well, you know, she won this, she won that, and I was thinking, oh, that's right, you know. So, but your, your knowledge seems to be, I suppose, something you've amassed in, in quite recently, because, as you say, growing up as a, as a teenager, perhaps it wasn't massively on your agenda. I mean, have you, have you almost become a, a horse racing bookworm in the last few years and just got stuck into form, or, or was it something you were following on and off throughout your, your, your teenage years? Yeah, no, look, I never looked into it at all, you know, um, but obviously when you, you come in and I'm an apprentice now, I, I have to, you know, know my form and... Um, you know, I don't just sit there and read a book and just, you know, study all. I, I, I study my form races and then I'll just take little bits and pieces and obviously you watch all the big races and that's where you start learning your form and the breeding just comes and I think it, it'll come in time. We're, we're slowly learning. Obviously, I've got my dad to help me um, and I'm just trying to picking up little things and bobs and hopefully, you know, we can start putting the finger on everything and getting a lot of things right. Speaking to Kieran Senior, if you like, at Haydock, and you know, he he did make that point to to me, saying that he he wouldn't ever go and tell you exactly what to do, but when it comes to the different tracks, that it's important for you to be aware of where you might want to be and and how to ride them. So, is there a is there a limit of exactly what he'll pass on, if you like, because he, he wants to let you find your feet in your own way? Yeah, he, he knows as well. You've got to do what the trainer asks you to do, and obviously, if the trainer, if you ride a horse that has to be held up and it's a front rein track, you have to do that. But he'll just tell me for future references, you know, and he'll just tell me the best way to ride the tracks, and he'll tell me if there's any undulations or what you want to be holding, kicking, sitting, if you want to be following a horse or not. So I think it all depends on the day and. Uh, the race looks on paper, but it doesn't always unfold on paper, and he knows that, so he never, you know, tells me exactly what to do. He'll just tell, give me pointers, because if you think that the horse is going to make the running and you think it's going to be going a good strong gallop and it misses the break and it doesn't pan out like that, you know, so there's there's lots of different things you need to take in consideration when you do get told instructions. So he just gives me pointers about the track and then he lets the, the trainer give me the instructions and I'll do my best to, to ride to the instructions I get given. And for all your fundamental similarities, there are, I think everyone appreciates, and it came across in the in the post article as well, fundamental differences between between the two of you, in 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 perhaps the the young versions of yourself and and the the the, the troubles which your dad was open about in his book. I don't want his next door. I don't want to come in and hurl something at me. But you know the the the, the difficulties that I think he, he faced on many aspects, um, perhaps away from the saddle. However brilliant he, he was in it, and 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 you yourself, are you, are you aware of that? Is that something you you? You almost want to avoid going through your career, and and you want to, you know, stay healthy, and 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 I don't know if there's a party element to what you do, but but go perhaps a different way, given what your your dad experienced, perhaps the 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 harsh realities of horse racing. Yeah, no, look, I, I I've understood and I've I've seen and I've been told of all what's been happened, and you know I've been very lucky to be brought up with such a good family I have, and I've been I've been kept away from it all. Um, but you know, look, I don't drink, I don't go out. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a family guy. You know, if I've got any spare time, I'll spend it with the family. Um, I, when I, w- I went, to, I was in college and I'd, I studied personal training and gym instructions. Instructions. So I'm quite a gym freak, fitness freak. You know, so um, I've kept away from all the, the bad side of things. And when I do get the time off, I'm with my family or I'm in the gym. So I think being brought up in Wigan and being being around the family I do have has kept me away from all of that and um, I think I'm very lucky and I think I've got a good base um, surrounding me so I, will, I won't go down that route. Do you drink? You no, said, you don't? Never drink, not even when I was younger growing up in Wigan I'd never drink. 
So, I mean, now, you know, you move to Newmarket, the lads maybe go down one of the, one of the pubs, but you, if you go with them, you, you, I mean, you're, you're a teetotaler. Oh, I won't go with them. I don't go to the pubs or anything like that. I'm a, I just stay away completely. And, I mean, is that, is that because of you, you're aware of things growing up that, that other family members had experienced, or is that just something, do you think, in the time that you've grown up in, as somebody that did a personal training course and, and as somebody that was, you know, going to the gym and, and, and keeping very healthy, do you think it, you just fell into that because of that route you, you went down and the times we're in now, where perhaps alcohol is seen as a bit more of a vice than it was? Yeah, I think so. Uh, but more so is if I have got time to do other things like that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to the pub because I don't... It's not for me. I'd rather spend that time that I've got going playing golf with my dad or spending time with my family or going to the gym, you know? So I think that's it's just more of a mental thing and, you know, I, I, I can't see myself in that route because, you know, it's, you don't have much time with your family. So I like to cherish the time I do have with my family. So if I've got spare time, it'll be with my family or it'll be in the gym or it'll be on the golf course with my dad, you know? Who, who wins when you play golf with your dad? Oh, He's not still playing off 16, is he? 14. 14. Still. Bandit. But yeah. no, look, sometimes I win, sometimes I lose, but it's one of them, isn't it? And I, and I suppose, as far as your, your mum, what was it like when, when you talk about calling your, your dad about wanting to, to go and be a rider three and a half years ago, whatever it was? What was it like from, from, from mum's point of view? Because, of course, she, you, know, you, you credit her with, with keeping on the straight and narrow and the fantastic upbringing you've had. You know, was, it, was it ever something that you think she thought, well, is, you know, is that really the route you want to go down? No, look, it was a shock to her when I told her and she didn't want me become a jockey um, but you know she's respected my decision and you know she's very supportive and caring and she does her best for me as well she looks after me pretty well and you know I can't thank her enough for like you said the upbringing and to where I am now she still does a good job you know managing me and looking after me well and making sure I'm on the straight and narrow. What was it like for somebody you know from where you grew up away from the sport to go into Newmarket because it is you know, it is an all-encompassing horse racing town, is it? Was it a bit of a culture shock for you? Yeah, look, it was it's a bit of a shock, but, um, you know, for me, it's just... I just get on the same road every every morning, you know, that uh, down to the yard, back again, back to the races. So I'm kind of just a little bit out, outside of the town, you know. I'm not too involved with it because, I, you know, I, I've heard stories and I just try and keep away, you know. So I just go to the yard, go home, go to the gym, go home, go to the races, go home, you know. So I kind of keep away out of town, but you know it's 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 a, it's a very very good town for the horse riding side. You know you've got unbelievable trainers. You have got really good people there as well. Don't get me wrong, um, but you know I just tend to keep myself to myself. I'm just me and my family, and that's kind of all it is really. And weight wise, you've never. I don't know if now you're. You're, you're lighter than when you were playing all the other sports. I suppose you'd have to be a little bit. Did you, is that something you had to set your mind to, or has it not really been an issue for you? No, yeah. Look, when I when I started uh, Mr. Haggis's, and you know, and I, and I realised I was going to get my licence, I went into the weighing room and weighed myself, and I was about nine stone six. Did you have any idea how much you weighed before? No. Do you know? No, I just it was just a thing, and then obviously I realised the weights, and I had to my right. I went into the weighing room, and the valets weighed me as nine stone six, and. I thought, oh no, I need to proper manage my weight. And, you know, I put myself on a, a diet and I give myself a, a training program and I got myself down to about eight stone. So, um. Gave yourself a training program? Yeah. You didn't have to have any help with that? No, no, I did it on myself through obviously the, the year I was at college, you know, I, I managed my, uh, my weight pretty well. I got myself down to eight stone. And, you know, it's, 
it's, it's, it's a good weight to be at, you know, because you can do the lightweights without struggling, and obviously the heavier weights, you just use lead and etc. And what's an average day like for you, regime-wise, now, beyond you, you go in, you, you ride out, will you gym every day? Yeah, no, so, so I'll go into the gym as much as I possibly can, and obviously if I'm riding up north, you say I, I wouldn't have the time to, and, you know, if, if I don't have the time to, I'll, I'll be at home and I'll be doing my, obviously, press-ups, sit-ups, etc. Um, but I think that the, the the main thing my dad did, you know, push was fitness. So I think with me being a personal trainer and gym instructor, it's actually helped me a lot because it, it is you've got to be so fit, you know, um, especially when you're riding the finish. You've got to be so strong to keep a horse straight and, you know, keep them going to the line. I think it's very important. What was the hardest thing race riding wise that 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 you've had to pick up because as we say it's it's been a short space of time you've had to learn this um what what's the one thing that perhaps you found more challenging than you thought you might that's a a good question actually i've never really thought about that Um, you're you're gonna say you found it easy now aren't you you're gonna get a load of stick from it you might have done no look obviously i'm still learning you know and i still do things wrong and you know it's all about learning how the races are run and being in the right position and I think that you've got to respect your, your riders around you I think that's been you know the, one of the main things I've, I've learned over the last few weeks definitely especially in the bigger races and the bigger handicaps you know you've just got to you've got to be a bit more careful you know and you've got to look after your right, your fellow riders around you and I think that's that's one thing that I've started to you know do learn a lot better now because obviously earlier on in my career was I got done a few times for careless riding because I wasn't aware you know but now obviously i've run a lot more races i'm more aware now and i think that's been the you know the the biggest attribute to my riding that i have learned you know about the positioning of the races and to be and to respect those around you and yeah. be careful for all there's a bravery element and you know bold rides that we mm-hmm. are great you've there are others around you and essentially look it's a dangerous sport you're competing in did you ever have a fear aspect you had to deal with no <laughs> No, I, I, I just love going fast and, you know, riding in the finish. I know, I just, I, just, I just love it. I get a buzz out of it. I get the impression talking to you that it would be magic if you won the Apprentice title, but it's, it, 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 it perhaps isn't the be-all and end-all this season because it, it wasn't necessarily on the agenda at the start of the season. Is that fair? Yeah. Without your agent screaming down and saying, <laughs> no, we're going to win it. But, you, you know, it's not, it's not perhaps life and death this year to go and win that. No, it's not. Look... Um, I, I came into it expecting just tried a few winners, you know, and obviously I just wanted to learn my trade. And then you get into a position where I'm in now and you kind of, not have to, but you just kind of have to keep doing what you're doing because it's working. And if at the end of the season I have well, the most winners, then it, like I said before, it is a bonus. But, you know, I just want to keep learning, learning the tracks, meeting new owners, trainers and building relationships with them. And, you know, the relationship I've built with Mr. Haggis over the last year has definitely stru- uh, definitely got a lot stronger and grown. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy where I am at the minute and hopefully it continues. Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Albasti Ecruel Dubai.